y'all what's up everybody how y'all doing um dr ray here and today we're going to talk about the news that we got this week which is the international olympic committee makes landmark move into virtual sports by announcing the first ever olympic virtual series you know a lot of us in the esports esports world have been waiting and thinking is esports going to be in the Olympics? We've been talking about it. We've been, you know, hoping that it happens. But as we read further, we find out it wasn't necessarily what we had in mind. Well, not everyone, I should say. All right. So the Olympic virtual series is going to include basically virtual simulation sports. It's going to include uh, baseball, cycling, rowing, sailing, and motorsport, which means that games like League of Legends, Call of Duty, um, you know, all the stuff that we all know are not going to be in it, right? Um, no Rocket League, no nothing. None of those types of sports. And, and so let me talk about the software that's so we're going to, they're using eBaseball, Powerful Pro Baseball, which is made by Konami, uh, Zwift, um, Cycling. World Rowing, Open Format, World Selling, Virtual Regatta, and Gran Turismo made by Polyphony Digital. And basically, these are going to be virtual events. Okay, so let's talk about, there's a lot of different issues, a lot of things happening here with all of these. Um, there's a lot of different things I want to, I can just talk about. So first of all, this is a big step for the Olympic Committee. Let me repeat that. This is a big step for the Olympic Committee to add any kind of virtual anything um, into the Olympics. So that, there's one that's a big positive. That's a cool thing. Um, and the committee, actually, if you've been paying attention to what the committee has been saying, um, about a year ago, maybe actually even two years ago, they stated that they weren't interested in hosting. They weren't really sure how they would host regular esports in the Olympics. Um, and that if they were going to host some kind of virtual event, it would include like real sports mimicking, um, you know, so, actual sports. So they've already made that statement. So the fact that they came out with this, first of all, I was surprised they're actually doing anything. And I wasn't surprised that they weren't including like League of Legends and stuff. Um, so let's talk about some of the cool things, some of the issues, some of the things that people have been talking about. So first of all, I think there's been some confusion in the esports world. So I think a lot of people only think of esports as like, you know, computer PC based and controller like console based. I think that a lot of people don't think, look at these simulations as part of the esports world, um, mostly because there's not a lot of news on the esports websites about them. And we don't talk about them enough in the industry. Um, you know, even in the industry, we don't really even talk about mobile games. Like I've, you know, Mobile Legends is like a monster of a beast game, but like I don't, in my club and in my communities, we're not talking about that game ever. We're never talking about forming teams for it or anything like that. Um, but there are other worlds out there that are using all of this stuff. So for example, let's take one of the pieces of software, Zwift, which is the cycling one. Um, to use Zwift, you need a bike inside on something called a trainer. It's like a piece of metal that holds your bike. Um, you can buy them for like 60 to $100 on Amazon or up like thousands of dollars if you want a good nice one. Uh, but that's like your barrier to entry, basically. Um, and if you look behind me, what do you see? 
a bike. For those of you listening, there is a, a road bike behind me. One of the reasons I don't really show ever show my office is because it's not set up because I have a bike in here. Now, you know why I have a bike inside my house? Because I actually am a Zwift user. In fact, there are many, many Zwift users. Zwift is an eSport. They hold, it's a, it's a big, it's a virtual platform that allows you to train and compete um, in cycling events. And in fact, you can actually run in Zwift as well. So um, Zwift held an event last year and they had over 100,000 competitors in the event. Imagine an eSport competition with 100,000 competitors in one single event. Zwift actually did that. So this isn't like a no name, we haven't heard of this. This isn't, you know, what is this? No, this is a huge thing. Um, then you can actually run with Zwift. In fact, I was one of the beta people who got the Zwift running pod. I'm actually holding up my Zwift running pod right now because you can run on the treadmill and do virtual racing and race against other people. Um, so yeah, th this piece of software is well established. It's been out for several years now. Um, I believe the company started in like 2014, 2015. This isn't new. This is a huge piece of software. Um, it's a has a huge competitive scene. Um, so this isn't like just some random thing they selected. This is, in fact, if you look at any professional cyclist or any professional triathlete, they're all using this piece of software to train and compete against one another. So um, this isn't like some small thing that no one's ever heard of. Tons and tons of people have heard of, just it's not as popular in the esports world. And let me give you tell you tell you something else about this. Um, so I do a lot of presentations on esports, um, and. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I do a lot of presentations on esports. Just this semester alone, I've probably done like 15 different presentations on esports. And every single one of those presentations, I have a slide that says esports are not just playing on the computer or on the console. And I show a picture of someone riding a bike and I show a picture of Zwift in that slide. And I talk about how Zwift is an esport and it's part of the scene. Um, and in fact, I see this area expanding tremendously. Um, because of what happened in COVID that people were relying on being at home. So that competitive, being able to compete and work out at the same time. And also um, the idea of virtual reality. You know, when we start getting better VR esports games, that's what it's, we're going to get to a point where we are playing much more virtual things and they are going to become popular. People are going to enjoy it. And it's going to be another part of the esports ecosystem. Now, so that's talking all the positive stuff about what the Olympic Committee is doing. Let's talk about some of the negative stuff. So the negative stuff is they're blatantly ignoring, you know, what we think of when we talk about esports. You know, they're they're not including, as I said, any of the big games like League of Legends, Call of Duty, any of that stuff. Um, and I could understand why they wouldn't include like a Call of Duty because of the violent nature. That could I just could potentially see the Olympics not doing something like that. But like a League of Legends or a Rocket League, even. Um, you know, Rocket League's pretty safe, or even like one of the sports games like uh, FIFA, NBA 2K, something like that. I could totally see them including, and they totally are ignoring that. So there's one part of me that's like, you know, they're ignoring part of the industry. They are ignoring us in some ways. Um, and another part of me is really excited because I use Zwift. I think Zwift is popular, and I'm excited to see the Olympic Committee actually do something with this topic and do something with this because maybe this is the start of something. 
Um, so I'm seeing both sides of the issue. I'm seeing what people are disappointed about, what people are happy about, especially for those in the industry that aren't really paying attention to things like Swift and stuff. Um, I think this is it's disappointing to them, but I also think this is a wake-up call that, hey, there are some other things out there, and hey, I need to start paying attention to all everything that's happening out there because there are these things happening. Um, you know, it, there are these virtual platforms being created outside of traditional esports. They have a whole different audience, um, maybe a different scope, even a different end goal, but they are virtual games that are gaining tremendous following popularity, making a significant amount of money. Um, so I think we need to pay attention to all that stuff, you know, within the industry. And I think this will be a little wake up call for people that, hey, this is out there and hey, we need to pay attention to this stuff. Um, you know, as I said, I've always included a slide on Zwift in all my esports presentations because it is an esport. I mean, I do it. I've got a bike right behind me, a road bike connected to Zwift. Um, super easy to do, pretty low. I mean, it's a much lower cost of entry than a PC. You know, I mean, I, I probably spent on my total Zwift setup maybe $1,000 between my bike, which was a used road bike, uh, trainer, and you know, I use a, a watch to connect and some sensors that were like $60 each to connect to my bike to get my speed and time and all that stuff. And you connect it to the computer and voila, you're, you're all set. It's, it's not really a difficult thing to do. Um, okay, so then let's talk, kind of talk about some of the other discussion that's been happening around this topic. So some of the other discussion is why doesn't esports, why, why don't we have our just own, own version of the, like what, we don't need the Olympics. Like we're, Esports is popular enough around the world that, yes, the Olympics would help, but they can do something themselves, too. And I think, sure, they definitely, I think that's an awesome suggestion. I think esports should have its own virtual event um, that they should do separate from. They should have an Olympics thing and they should have their own thing. This is very similar to the setup that professional soccer has, right? Soccer is in the Olympics and we have the World Cup. The World Cup is countries competing against one another. And then we have uh, the Olympics, which is countries competing against one another. So I think that they should definitely have something like that. I think it would be an amazing event. Really cool, especially if we had countries competing against one another in multiple games. And like you counted all the points. Like I think that would be awesome. Really cool. It would allow you to always change the games every, you know, if you did it every four years, like the World Cup or Olympics, you could change the games every, you know, you pick like the top 10 games at the time and do that. I think it would be a cool event and something that could really make something exciting within the world of esports. Um, so I'm excited about this news. I, 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 I get why some people are, are vastly disappointed in it and think that it's, not important or not good. Um, but I think that we need to look at the big picture that the Olympic committee was never going to include any of these games. They announced it over a year ago that they weren't including any, if they were going to do anything, it was going to be these sports simulation games. We already knew that was coming. This was not surprising to me. Um, but we got to look at the positive, like, Hey, they are including games and Hey, these are esports, and Hey, some of them, I can't speak to the other games they're including. I don't know about them. Um, but I do know a lot about Swift, and I can tell you Swift is has a huge following. You know, an event with a hundred thousand people in it. So you know they're 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 doing they're making some strides. I don't know about the other software, so I don't I don't want to comment on that uh, the the other software that they selected. But I do know that these companies weren't selected at random. These companies were vying for 
this event. They were each, there were multiple competitors in each of these areas, these sports, competing to have their software selected as the one. So there was, you know, a, a lot of competition out there. And these companies were fighting for each other to be in this event. You know, and this is how it worked out. So I'm excited for it. Um, I hope people in esports actually watch the event and take some interest in it because if there's good viewership, that means it's going to continue and they're going to do it again. And that also gives us credibility for expanding it the next time there is an Olympics, um, which is, you know, every two years there's a winter and summer Olympics. So um, there, there's one of the other, you know. So if we want to be in the next Olympics, which will be winter, we need to watch this. We need If this has no viewership, they're going to say we're just done with these virtual events for the time being. I guarantee it. So I would highly recommend you to check it out. You know, don't just dismiss these pieces of software because you're not paying attention to them. Like even if I don't know anything about this baseball simulation that they're doing or whatever, or the rowing, but that's still kind of cool. Like I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be neat. Like I like watching that stuff and I think it'll be fun. Like I'm excited by this news. I think it's cool. I think it's great. Um, I think it's giving some attention to esports, showing to other people. You got to remember, like there's a lot of people out there that, aren't taking this industry serious that just think it's a bunch of kids playing video games. And I get, yes, there are some big investors and people throwing millions and millions of dollars into the industry, big companies and stuff. But there's a big feeling within the general public that does not understand that. Yes, business people are understanding it because they see dollar signs. And yes, the the people in the industry and kids understand it. Um, you know, any, everyone under the age of 25. But that age group, like 26 to like 60, doesn't really get it. I mean, I, I have conversations with all the pe time with pe parents on my kids' soccer teams and this and that that are like, what is this esports thing you're doing? They Or e-gaming. They have no idea even what, it, what it's even called. So I think sometimes we get a little caught up in the, the, we know too much, we're too much into the industry to see outside what's really happening. And there's a lot of people that don't even know what this stuff is. So the fact that they're going to see it now and they're going to see it like just imagine that we're easing the public into esports. Like we're not just throwing Call of Duty in their face. We're throwing a sport that they know, baseball, rowing, biking, sports that they know, sports that they already like and showing that these can be exciting and competitive virtually. Like we're this is a great thing. Like we're we're going to there's going to be change happening because they're doing this. Like this is an awesome thing. We need to really look at the positive in this and look at it like that. Um, so those are my big thoughts on everything that's happening. You know, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I got dressed up in my biker gear. Well, I wear my headband all the time, but it's a biking headband from the eighties. You know, when you're doing like the aerobics exercise bike, that's what I picture, um, which is why I definitely wore it for this video. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Those are my thoughts on what's happening and I look forward to watching it and talking about the events when they happen. Like I'm excited for this. This is a cool thing. So let's be excited for it. Um, and let's hope that it shines some light on what esports can be. And, uh, yeah, have a good day, everybody. Thank you.